Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us for ASHP Practice Journey podcast. This podcast invites members to share their stories about their professional path, lessons learned, and how their experiences shaped who and where they are today. My name is Maria Krias, and I'm the Director of Member Operations within the ASHP Office of Member Relations, and I'll be your host today for the ASHP Practice Journey podcast. With me today is Melissa Ortega, who's here to speak to her journey as a female pharmacist of Hispanic heritage. Thanks for joining me, Melissa. Yeah, thank you for having me and thinking of me. I'm really appreciative to ASHP to recognize the histories and cultures and contributions of the Latinas and Latinos of the pharmacy community. So really excited to be here. Absolutely. It's great to talk with you again. I know most recently you've been appointed to the ASHP Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's been quite the honor to be appointed to this task force, really helping ASHP navigate critical issues to our African-American colleagues, as well as our minorities. I'm specifically, you know, where we've had great discussions, a lot of really open dialogue. There's a lot of great work in process. Um, I'm excited to be part of the advocacy uh, communications, um, as well as marketing work group. And there's so much more to come and share with you. So stay tuned. Great. Thanks for sharing that. I was really interested to hear about your experiences with the group so far. So tell me a little bit about your career. What led you to pharmacy and how you got to where you are today? My mom serves as my inspiration on why I went into pharmacy. My mom um, is a practicing pharmacist and what has been just absolutely amazing for me to watch behind the scenes is, you know, when I was little, I got I got to see her um, in practice and really impacting patient lives. And not only that, but uh, having multiple roles within pharmacy, whether it's being an IV room pharmacist or uh, starting clinical services at the University of Miami, or then taking her journey on and being a pharmacy leader at a home infusion company. It's It's been absolutely inspiration. I think I was you know, my interest in math and science, along with seeing her and the difference she was making in the profession led me to pursue a career. Wow. So that's a great beginning and such a special connection. So how do you think that that led you to your career and where you are now? So many reasons on why she served as such an important role. Even though my mom was a pharmacist, uh, she did a nice job challenging me along the way. So I remember telling her when I was in high school that I knew what I wanted to be when I went to college. And um, she gave me three pointers. One is, that's great, I'm excited. But as a typical Latina mom, she said, you know, it's gonna be a lot of hard work and dedication and you have to be committed to not giving up. And then she took it one step further and invited me to attend the FSHP annual meeting. So this is the Florida State Society meeting. I've been actually, it's been our tradition that we've been attending the meetings together for over 20 years now. I still fly down to Boston to attend FSHP to hang out with her and meet her colleagues that she now that are in Florida from the University of Puerto Rico. So It's been a really nice moment for us to share. I think, you know, through in making my decision um, after I graduated high school and 
completed all my pre-pharmacy curriculum courses. I remember there there were a couple moments in time where it does get hard and you do need that push. And I think that's something that I've leaned on her so much for these past years, especially being a minority and a Latina, and that every time, you know, you think you just can't get over that hump, you know, that chant of, uh, si se puede, and, and move on and move forward, and you can do it, really helped. So I was very fortunate um, to get accepted to Nova Southeastern University after I completed all my pre-pharmacy courses. And something that I really loved about that College of Pharmacy and and felt it um, on my interview is that it had a very diverse faculty and diverse student body. As a College of Pharmacy, they are recognized for having the largest number of Hispanics graduate with a doctorate of pharmacy degree, which makes me really proud being an alma mater and not only Um, having colleagues that are now very successful Latinas and Latinos practicing within the profession. But I don't know if I realized this at the time, but I was very much inspired by the faculty there, you know, to look at your professors that are from the Latina and Latino background and to see how successful and how they've contributed to our profession was such an inspiration. During my attendance at pharmacy school um, with the different experiences that I had, I really fell in love with a couple courses. I think it was such an amazing experience. They were very progressive in medication therapy management courses and being out in the community, which we got to do health fairs and, and really be part of the Hispanic community there and learn those skills and the cultural competencies to really help patients and overcome disparities. And I was also inspired by a few of my mentors and leaders within the College of Pharmacy and gained a really strong interest to pursue a career in pharmacy leadership or pharmacy administration. So after I graduated from Nova Southeastern University, I went out of Florida and pursued a two-year combined admin program at the University of Wisconsin So at the time, there was not any administrative residencies available in the state of Florida. So there wasn't necessarily an option for me to stay within my comfort zone and um, in the community that uh, I felt most comfortable from a culture standpoint. But, you know, looking back, it's been such a blessing in disguise to, you know, not only an opportunity for me to learn more about myself, but also an opportunity for me to really experience new cultures being out in Wisconsin. And that experience has definitely made me the leader I am today. I learned so much. I had, I was surrounded by a group of colleagues and mentors and preceptors um, that really embraced me and really gave me the tools and resources So I was really fortunate to have a group of colleagues, mentors, and preceptors that really embraced me as a Latina. And not only did I get to learn a new culture over there, but I really got to see progressive pharmacy practice and gain all the tools and resources to be a difference maker within our profession. So very grateful and blessed uh, to have been part of that program. Wow, you've had quite a journey so far, and it sounds like you've had some really wonderful mentors and opportunities. So now that you've uh, shared a little bit about your professional background, I'd love to hear more about your personal background and your family. 
Yes, absolutely. This definitely made me the person who I am today. So you learned a little bit about my mom. So I'm 100% Puerto Rican. Both of my parents grew up in Puerto Rico. My mom actually grew up off an island, an island called Vieques, right off of Puerto Rico. And her lineage is from the Taino Indians. And she went and studied in Puerto Rico, graduated in Puerto Rico, and then came over to Florida following her parents that came at that time. So that's part of my journey and how I ended up in Florida. And then my dad's story is, is interesting that my grandparents, although they were born in Puerto Rico, when uh, they moved around the 1950s to New York, there was a mass migration of Puerto Ricans to New York, and my grandparents were part of that. I think it was a little bit tough and they felt it was important for my dad to actually finish his schooling in Puerto Rico. So they came back to the island. So my dad graduated college over there, became an accountant and then pursued his licensing out in Florida, which led me to Miami, Florida, where I was born and and grew up. That's so interesting to hear your family's history and how they sort of paved the way for, in a sense, for the next generation. So your heritage is clearly an important part of your personal identity. How would you say it's influenced your career? Yes, my heritage and being Puerto Rican has absolutely influenced my career, the way my values, my beliefs, my approach to work. Like I mentioned earlier, as a Latino, we have that chant of si se puede. There's just a positive energy and passion and drive that we have. And, you know, no matter what challenges or change come our way, I think as Puerto Rican people, we're resilient. And if I were to have a song, if I were allowed to have a song, I would have the Mark Anthony song start playing in, in the background of Vivian Mi Vida. I'm going to laugh, I'm going to dance, and um, I'm going to live my life. So that is my my chant. And I really think, you know, the the values that I've learned within my culture, being very faith-oriented, family-oriented, has um, really impacted on how I approach my work. I definitely know that song very well, and its message is really empowering. Do you mind if I ask, are there any challenges you face specifically as a Latina? Yeah, and I, I don't think, you know, these challenges are any unique to minorities, but, and this maybe will play into some advice that I will give. Uh, sometimes as a Latina, you have assumptions made about you that you're not good enough, that you should conform, or that you're not going to be ex- successful in achieving your goals as an executive or as a leader. And my advice is to really turn those negatives into positives. You know, you can say that being part of the Puerto Rican culture, they say we're not supposed to make it this far, but we have and we're here. So regardless of what anyone says, we have generations of stories of si se puede. Absolutely. So you touched on your mom quite a bit and her enjoying a career in pharmacy. And I know that there are some studies showing that Latinos are uh, underrepresented group in pharmacy as a whole. Do you see many other Latinos in your workplace? I feel very fortunate to work with my Latino and Latina colleagues um, and team members that have contributed and inspired and influenced the care we provide each day at Tufts. Um, when I think about just numbers and knowing that there's 60 million Latinos within the United States, which is about 18% of our population and Hispanics are 
are now considered the largest minority in the United States. I'm not sure that's reflective right now within our profession. So a lot of opportunity for us to really uh, reach out to the Latino and Latino community and start really just teaching and educating on what their career could be in a profession of such as pharmacy, because it's really important that the care team demographics reflects the patients that we care for. Wow, you brought up some really interesting percentages and statistics. And so what else do you think can be done to improve recruitment of Latinos into the pharmacy field as a whole? Yeah, so I think it it really starts with grade school. And I and I think it also starts with Latinas and Latinos that have been successful in achieving their professional career goals to really reach out to the community. What's really exciting that I know from from some of my volunteering within the city is that now grade schools um, have programs such as the STEMS program where science, technology, engineering, and mathematics is really promoted in grade school, right? What an amazing alignment with uh, the profession of pharmacy. I think it's a matter of just connecting the dots and really I'm encouraging the colleges of pharmacy to have a diverse and inclusive class. I think that would really drive and help with really closing in that gap. You brought up some really strong points about giving back to your community and really serving as a role model for future generations because representation is very important. So how do you think these workforce disparities affect the Latino community specifically? There's quite a bit of statistics out there and research um, to really help drive home this point. But, you know, when we think about the Hispanic community, we know that 50% of them are more than likely to die from diabetes. 24% of them have poorly controlled blood pressure. They're three times more likely not to have a primary healthcare provider. They have the highest uninsured rates. And then you add the layer, you know, of the the Spanish-speaking patients with limited English are more prone to be harmed by an adverse event. I mean, those are pretty sad and staggering statistics. And we have a lot of work to do within the Latino community to really close in on those gaps. Interestingly enough, um, being culturally competent is foundational for achieving the Healthy People 2020 initiatives, um, where there's a goal for health equality and to eliminate um, disparities. So there's a lot of opportunity through policy and advocacy efforts to help drive this change. I know in Massachusetts, our Hispanic community has has been hit hard in the last couple months with the COVID pandemic. I believe there was a study published early in the summer from the University University of Massachusetts Boston study um, where Latinos account for 30% of all the COVID cases within Massachusetts and they make up 12% of our populations. Wow. So it sounds like there are some really great opportunities for pharmacy as a whole to kind of bridge those gaps. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Well, shifting gears a bit, I'd love to hear more about your mentors. Uh, You touched on how your family has helped shape your values, beliefs, and approach, and you touched on some other mentors you had throughout your career. Are there any others you feel have been pillars of your life or career? Yeah, so, so many mentors and colleagues have, have shaped me as a person and has shaped my professional career. 
you know, a really important lesson that I learned from my mom, not to mention my mom again, but such an important, you know, she's been a constant throughout my professional career, really giving me advice as a Latina. And she gave me advice to really surround myself with people, with friends, with families, with colleagues that accept me and embrace me as a Latina. And I've been very fortunate along the way, too, to identify mentors that have really identified my unique talents and perspectives and have helped me be able to articulate what I have uniquely to contribute to the conversation or to an experience or as part of my leadership role. So very, very appreciative. I think what my mentors have also done, there's one in particular that comes to mind. And I'm sure for those that still work for him, they'll know exactly who I'm talking about. He was one of my preceptors um, during pharmacy school for my administration rotation. And he was a Latino. And I remember walking into the pharmacy and you could tell that he was in and, and ready to go because he would have salsa music playing in his office. And he will never know how important that was to me at that time. But I think it showed me that somebody can be successful and really proud of their heritage and really use that as part of their, and incorporate that as part of their their leadership style. So he inspired me and it it really has uh, helped me become comfortable with who I am as a pharmacy female leader that's Latina. You've had some really great inspiration throughout your life. I love it. Uh, Well, to close things out, uh, do you have any recommendations or any more recommendations for those that wish to follow in your footsteps or that are looking up to you? Other than wear wedges and not stilettos? Yes, I I think it's an absolute privilege and responsibility to, to be a Latina pharmacy leader. So I think For those that have been successful to really make sure, and I take this to heart too, that I'm identifying minorities that I can mentor. And just as my mentors have paved the road for me and taken a chance and given me opportunities, making sure that I'm doing the same for other Latinas and Latinos. I think my biggest piece of advice is don't be afraid to be your true self, to share who you are, to share your heritage, to follow your heart and passion. And there will be times where you might not receive the most positive responses. You might be met with some negativity, but it's okay that you might have to work harder. Just remain positive, remain open-minded, and remember, si se puede. Thanks so much for sharing all of that. I'm sure there are going to be others that hear your story and see themselves as well. And so that can be a really empowering message. Well, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank Melissa for joining me to discuss her journey as a female pharmacist of Hispanic heritage. Uh, Join us here at ASHP Official for more Practice Journey podcasts. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official. <laughs>